Hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, and I love talking about everything that's going on here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. I do this podcast as a member of the board of directors of Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, and this is my little contribution to uh, just telling everybody about what's going on, and I really, really enjoy this process. This is a podcast where I tell you about all the great things happening here in the region, and specifically, I'm talking about in the state of Virginia, Roanoke, Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, and Franklin counties, and all of our surrounding region. Together, we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. But today, I'm talking Halloween and how a bit of Hollywood is coming to Roanoke to scare you this year. And this is a big deal. It's Center in the Square's Blue Ridge Nightmares. It's being put together by an expert who has worked on big-name Hollywood sets, doing design and special effects, and his name is Anthony Giordano. Uh, and we'll be talking with Anthony uh, coming up in just a little bit. This is a brand-new event in 2021, and there's a huge warehouse over in the uh, what we in Roanoke know as the Viscose Manufacturing Facility, and it's, it's basically just a huge, old kind of brownfield it was industrial park that is now being repurposed for fun and interesting things and interesting businesses and there was this massive empty warehouse it used to be used in the textile industry uh the the structure of the building was fine but it just wasn't being used anymore so anthony and center in the square went in and said this is a perfect place for a Hollywood-type set, and we are going to do a scary Halloween feature in here. And they just basically cut Anthony loose and let him create his dream. Uh, and this is, so you are going to walk into this warehouse, and it's like you'll be stepping into this little town. And as you go through the town, you're going to notice that things aren't quite right. And all of a sudden, you are going to be scared out of your wits in a, uh, I want to say, somewhat typical but very highly produced Hollywood fashion. And it's, it's just going to be amazing. So when you think about these scary things... You don't necessarily think about center in the square, right? Center in the square is this beautiful building in the middle of downtown Roanoke on the farmer's market, and that's where the children's museum is, and you walk in and there's the beautiful aquariums on the first floor, the science museum is there, planetarium. Well, this is a fundraiser to help support center, which in turn helps support all of center's activities and all the organizations that depend upon center, Mill Mountain Theater, for instance, uh, for uh, for a place to basically house their activities. So I don't want to get into that too awful much because we've talked about Center in the Square before, but Center is the one who puts on the extremely popular Illuminites every Christmas at Explore Park, and now they're doing the same thing with Halloween. So April Corbett of Center in the Square will be joining me today along with Anthony to talk a bit about that end of things so you can you really get an opportunity to to feel good about going being scared pay your ticket price, enjoy it, and know that that money is going to a good cause. And all of this opens up on October 1st here of 2021. And so coming up, 
I'll tell you all about it, or Anthony and April will tell you all about the Blue Ridge Nightmares, and that's next here on the Visit VBR podcast. to the Visit VBR podcast and joining me now is April Corbett and Anthony Giordano. April is with Center in the Square and Anthony is too, but he's got a little bit of a Hollywood cred and he is and they are building together something called Center in the Squares Blue Ridge Nightmares and guys welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. Yeah, so this is a first year event and this is this is if you took the typical local haunted house experience and put it on steroids right yeah i think um this is something that roanoke has probably never seen before and uh we're very very excited okay so i i got a sneak peek at this very early on um so let's tell people basically what's going on you guys took this huge warehouse and started with a blank slate and did what? Well, we took a 60,000 square foot warehouse and we made it a, a small little street. Uh, it's not small, it's, it's huge, but uh, we made a street and we're gonna have people kind of go through um, kind of a Norman Rockwell-ish type of um, kind of thing. Sorry about my phone. But, um, Good sound effects. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're doing a like a street scene where people are going to be walking from shop to shop, and there's going to be a lot of little surprises along the way. As far as 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 the street goes, um, it's kind of a chaotic kind of situation where we're going to have cars and trucks and all kinds of antiques, uh, antique uh, vehicles up and down the street. Yeah. Okay. So that's the scene. That's that's what people are walking into, right. but. Let's talk about the extent that you have made this a haunted house. I always look at haunted houses as far as artistically, what kind of details are put into it? What, what, what's going on? I really don't like black walls and, and kids masks just popping out of little hideaway areas. So I wanted to tell a story and I wanted to have some realism. So it actually looks like a real street. You know, we, I mean, Everything, the little details like fire hydrants and crown molding or chair rail. Um, somebody might have brought a bicycle and left their bicycle chained up. So there's a lot of little t- attention to detail. And I, I try to mimic and copy what Universal Studios does and what Disney would do. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to any of the, the theme parks, but there's Universal Studios, they have owls up in the rafters. Like, who would look, know to look up there and see animatronic owls? But they're there. Because those little details, I feel that wow people and make them want to come back for more and keep that standard really high. Uh, so right. I'm just trying to utilize those those principles with uh, a haunted attraction like Blue Ridge Nightmares. Well, you, you have the background and the credibility to do stuff at that level. 
So let's talk a little bit about the the movies that you've worked on. Sure. Um, well, I um, I've been doing this for 27 years now. Uh, as far as special effects, I did my first haunted attraction in 1994 as a fundraiser for a non-for-profit, uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Um, and I was 17 years old and I was hooked from that point on. And throughout my career, I, I really just started absorbing different aspects of the business, whether lighting or props or sets. So I really didn't at first want to get into movies. Uh, or production. I really loved haunted attractions, but um, right out of college, I started working on music videos. I got to work with David Bowie and Dr. Dre and Aretha Franklin doing uh, atmospheric effects um, and picture cars. Uh, and I, it opened my eyes to like, wow, production's pretty cool and you can make a living and they have a whole catering spread for us. And <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. So I, it started to like branch off like a tree. And so when MTV started not showing many music videos, the price of music videos went down and nobody really wanted to spend the money. And let's face it, they, they don't even show music videos. It's songs and, you know, uh, videos of right. hurting themselves. So I decided to move to LA and get some movies under my belt because I wasn't a union um makeup artist or special effects guy and so my first job in hollywood uh 9-11 happened so we're going back to 2001 and i started working on it as an extra because there was really no work all production shut down the only thing that was really running was the uh tv shows so i started doing extra work and i started looking at lighting and sets and how they were built and taking little notes and I was like, wow, I can make this because I really like carpentry and I you know, was working with my hands a lot. And it's just another branch in that that field of art. So I, I just was like a sponge, I would say, uh, as far as the, uh, the amount of things that I learned living in L.A. Uh, and then I worked for Spider-Man 2. Um, I was the fabricator for Doc, Doc Octavius, uh, which won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Uh, then I worked on Last Samurai, which was nominated for uh, Academy Award. Um, and I was um, supervisor for the weapons um, fabrication. The weapons were all uh, like a flexible safe resin, so everything had to be poured. They weren't real weapons, they weren't made out of metal. And uh, I worked on Scooby-Doo. 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 <laughs> Right. Um, that was fun. I made two villains. And these are all things that I remember as a kid. I mean, I still have a plush. Um, the first Velcro plush uh, Spider-Man doll. I still have it, right. which is really, really cool. But um, now now I want to do a haunted Scooby-Doo. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I really I really do like a lot of aspects. I like the really, really scary. I like the really campy scary. Um, you know, something even on like R.L. Stein's tip. Mm -hmm. I, I think that a good story is a good story. It doesn't have to have blood and gore throughout the whole thing. But I think if we're telling a good story or showcasing a good idea, um, it'll resonate real well. Um, okay. So now you're bringing that Hollywood level set design to this warehouse in Roanoke. The very first part of that sentence. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's bringing, he asked, are you bringing this to Roanoke in that warehouse space? And I, 
it was a 60,000 square foot empty warehouse when we rolled in. And we looked at Anthony's designs and we said, okay, how, how big do you want this? Because these are these are really great. He, he brought in models. It was really easy to, to tell that story and, and see what was going to happen. And as we laid it all out, it became a 40,000 square foot build out. And these aren't just facades. This isn't just you walking down Main Street. You're going into you know, the each establishment down Main Street, you're you're going into a school, you're going into a police station, and um, it gives that town feel about it. It, it. You get invested in the story, not only from the beginning when we were in the conceptual phase of it earlier this year, but each time I go back to the warehouse now and, and there's another element, you know, I'm more invested in the story. And I, I can't wait to see people's reaction because, you know, I don't think there's been a single person that's walked in the warehouse since we've been doing the construction and said, oh, oh that's dumb. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, is that it? Usually it's, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Roanoke has any idea what's going on. And I, and I think people will come from hours away to do this. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's the plan. I hope so as well. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Let me back up before I get into the town concept anymore, because some people may be thinking, what does this have to do with center in the square? When I think of center in the square, I think of the beautiful building in downtown. And I think of the aquariums and the children's museum and the science museum. And now there's a, a haunted attraction in a warehouse. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> so well, April, what's, uh, what's the connection? Well, for, for center in the square, we, we have, uh, been an active organization helping to support other nonprofits uh, fulfill their mission, providing space and maintenance and security at, a, at no cost or very low cost through the last three, four decades. And we've done that through wonderful donors and sponsorships. Um, and But as time has rolled through from the 80s and 90s into the 2000s, your, your donor base, it's not that it's dried up, but it's changing. It's changing what our emphasis is, um, where that money is spent, and, and who is going to spend that. And so Center in the Square, not wanting to continue to fulfill its mission a few years back, started to look at how we could do reoccurring special events that brought people to Center in the Square and the downtown Roanoke area and the region in general, because that's part of our mission. Part of Center's mission is to help the economic development of this region um, and bring tourism here. And so for us at Center, doing events like we have Illuminites that, that happens with Roanoke County Parks and Rec up at Explorer Park every year, that's gone very well. That's a reoccurring Christmas event. Last year, we successfully, during um, the the height of a COVID pandemic, we had 41,000 people safely attend Illuminates and enjoy that as an, as an activity with their fam family and friends. And so for us, this is just another way to do a reoccurring event. This isn't a one and done. We're not, we never thought we would get into the haunted attraction business. I'll tell you that when we all sat down, we went, we're doing what? Mm -hmm. um, but in the fact that we had done a holiday event with Illuminates, it kind of made sense to go with the next holiday that people really get jazzed about and really get excited. And to be able to bring 
people to Roanoke, increase our tourism, increase revenue spending, increase people going and and being safe out at restaurants or enjoying our parks and services. This is just one more element that that showcases Roanoke and center in the square um, and helps ultimately goes back to support the mission, which is to help these other nonprofits support their mission. Keep the doors open. It it is a fundraiser at some level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now where is this warehouse? So it's located at 1910 9th Street, Southeast Roanoke. It is um, right along the river. We have the side of Mill Mountain in our view off our off our back deck, so to speak. And um, we're really excited. We're in what, what is termed as the old viscous plant area. And it's an industrial park area. So it's already got that creepy feel about it. <laughs> but it's an up and coming area. But it is an up and coming area. We are very excited to, to be kind of in the groundwork of the up and coming um, aspects and the renovations that are going on in that industrial park. Yeah. So, um, so 60,000 square feet, that's like, I'm just trying to think that's about the size of a, a, like a Walmart, right? So just for, if people don't have any idea what 60,000 square feet is, and you started with this and now, so Anthony, you have literally built this town from the ground up and these are, these are Hollywood sets essentially. And yeah. they'll, will they stay in that building year round? They will. Um, what I one of the goals that I had for building this is um, Virginia has opened a lot of doors up for filming here, and I would like Center in the Square to take advantage of the, the possibilities and opportunities to start bringing productions here. I thought that a space, a 60,000 square feet was actually bigger than I even wanted. But when I saw the space, we just fell in love with it. And it gave us a little extra room to be able to get some productions maybe down here in the very near future and have them build their own sets. And a lot of time with production, they'll, when they're done with a shoot, they'll just cut it all up and throw it in a dumpster. But we could utilize those sets and repurpose them and build more and make a bigger and more elaborate haunted attraction for the years to come. So I find that uh, not only are we creating an event space to not only for Halloween, but we can maybe do stuff for other holidays and rent it out for parties, uh, have private events. Um, There's also space for production that can come in there and custom build their interiors and use our exteriors or, or vice versa. Um, so there's a lot of different opportunities and um, Blue Ridge's um, location uh, scout for filming here in Virginia fell in love with the place. She, she loved it. So I'm really excited that they're embracing us because they, they want to put it on their roster immediately and start showing it to production companies as possible film locations. Got it. So when this in April, when does all of this open? When can the public go? October 1st is our opening night and it runs Thursdays through Sundays until October 31st, the grand finale happening on uh, Sunday, October 31st. So ticket sales are available on our website. There's a Blue Ridge Nightmares icon on the center in the square.org website. You can click on that, find out more information, purchase tickets, uh, we have regular general admission tickets, and then we have VIP passes that allow you 
special access and lots of cool stuff. And then we also have our not so scary matinees as well that we'll be offering on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I, I never, ever like being scared. It's not my favorite thing. So this has been a very fun uh-huh. experience. I know it makes uh-huh. Anthony so sad that he likes to scare me, but um, I don't want to be scared. So um, I don't I li- do it on purpose. It just happens on accident. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. So I, I'm not a huge fan of walking through a haunted attraction, but I'm very excited to put one on, if that makes sense. Um, I'm super excited as well that Anthony walked in with the idea to offer a, a behind the scenes tour or a not so scary option, not just for kids, but for anyone that that wants to experience a haunt but doesn't want to be scared. And those will be offered Saturday and Sunday afternoons as well. And those tickets are available online. Um, but that'll give a a kind of behind the scenes tour how how a special effect works, how how scares work, and why it's not so scary. Why it's all make believe. Um, that's also going to be we're partnering with the uh, Children's Museum with Kids Square in doing STEM activities at those events. And STEM and activities. Make, yeah, we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing experiments out of if Kids Square has these kits that they sell and they've been doing for like the last year that are experiment kits where everything's measured out. Like if you want to be a, a, a scientist and understand how, how the chemical reaction of volcano happens, they've got all of the pieces and parts labeled in there, all measured out, and you put it together. It's got all the supplies. So we're going to have those kits for our not-so-scary event. We're going to do offer an activity with the kids or adults or anyone that comes to those matinees, and then you'll be able to take that stuff home with you as well. So those will got be available it. Okay, so so let's get to the scary, scary part. First of all, how many how many people are you going to hire to sort of facilitate your your scare process? We're looking at around uh, 30, um, 30 to 40 actors. It really wow. depends on the night and, and how big of a crowd uh, is waiting. Um, because our actors are within the haunt itself, but we will also have some um walking through the lines and and different things like that so well like um, basically outside entertainers they right. they they entertain the people before they get in the haunt and it's not like in your face scary it's more like improv and and they'll interact with you as you're uh, as think you're about it, it so you anticipate there's gonna be some long lines of people to get into this thing we do but but yet we don't um I expect that we're going to have a very high volume of turnout, but we are doing time tickets. So to we'd like to maintain social distancing and help this to be a safe event as well. So the time tickets are in half hour increments. You can buy a ticket for the seven o'clock show or the 730. So there'll be people waiting in line and the, the queue line will be outside and then we'll let in let you go in and then you line up inside as well so so that you're inside about a half hour or so before your timed event but what's really great about this is as you go in we'll be able to regulate how many people are within a given area at any at any time keeping everyone in their in their pods or in their groups that they came with which one nobody wants to be scared with people they don't know um, you don't want to back up into some, a, a complete stranger because then you just got scared twice over. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that that in itself, uh, for how Anthony designs his haunted houses and how he likes to do stairs, made it work really well with the needs currently. 
with uh, with the COVID climate. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, so what you, you walk through this town, and what would be the first door you would walk through? What would it be? Do you want to share what the first door is? I don't know if he does. I'm probably going to have to not tell you all the details because I really don't want to ruin it, but I'll I'll say this. Yeah. I look at it a haunted attraction as if it was a book. Okay. Okay. What what makes you want to read this book? Obviously, the cover is going to draw you in at some point. Yeah. So you got a good cover. You got a great storyline with a, uh, a lot of little twists and turns, and you have to have a good finale. So I, I look at it as a book. It, it needs to have a lot of the same aspects, a good cover, a good story, and, and a great ending. So um, that's the way I'm kind of running things with the Haunted Attraction um, as far as its theming. Uh, I'm trying to utilize ways of scaring people that they would not necessarily um, know where it's going to come from. Um, I, years ago, I used to work for a magician, uh, repairing magician tricks, um, magician tricks and stuff like that. So, um, I'm trying to use a little bit of that ingenuity that I learned over the years and how to hide things and make things happen that you wouldn't expect. Um, and also the actors, it's not just them saying boo and rah and get out. Cause those are the common things that you would hear at most haunted attractions around the country. I want them to have a storyline, uh, a character, build a little bit of a development on on who they are, why they are the way they are, um, and have some one-liners and a rebuttal to those one-liners because people, they might say something back. It's like walking through a movie. You know, those people should have some kind of line, uh, something that they could say and, and have different variations. So if you want to come back to what you went in with your significant other and you want to come back with your family, you might get a different experience every single time. That is all really cool. And it sounds like an amazing amount of work. I was almost 300 pounds when I started. So I'm down to 250, 225 now. So the weight's just dropping off. Yeah, yeah no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, uh, so people just need to know that a Hollywood caliber scare attraction. That's and New York, than anything New York. anybody has ever seen, right? Hollywood and New York. Okay. Um, that's bigger than anyone's ever seen is coming. And it's also a benefit for great local nonprofit activity. Yep. Win, win, win. Win, win, win for everyone. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, well, thanks a lot. And we will uh, we'll get this out there and let people know about it. And I wish you all the best of luck. And I can't wait to see it myself. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. of additional thoughts we're not sure what the status of covid will be as it literally is changing day to day and week to week 
So, uh, but just rest assured that the team talked to me uh, off mic and reassured me that they're making all the necessary precautions for masking, if necessary, to the point of the costumes incorporating masks. And, you know, if there is a uh, mask policy for people going through, all of that will be decided as we get closer to the event itself. But just know that that this team is used to dealing with uh, the public in these types of spaces and that that will be taken into consideration. And and one of the things that really helps is selling tickets for the particular time slot. So if you have the 7.30 time slot, the 8 o'clock time slot, whatever, that helps reduce the amount of time that you're in line and that you're in contact with a bunch of other people. And so it, literally you can wait in your car until it's time for you to line up. And this worked extremely well uh, at Illuminites last year, which is where they the first time they had to do this because of COVID. And they found there wasn't there was not a huge long line. People showed up at their assigned time. They went through Illuminites. They came out and then they mingled as they felt comfortable with the food trucks and so forth afterward. And that's kind of what they're shooting for this year. I do want to let you know that there will be a tent outside to accommodate people in case there's rain or that kind of thing so you don't have to stand around outside the building in the rain and uh, to the extent that that can uh, be handled uh, you will start your scary experience uh, even before you get in and that's all I've been allowed to say Uh, but I just I really cannot tell you how talented Anthony is I've had a chance to spend some time with him and uh, I've seen the masks that he creates and his interest in detail down to to the molding inside these different uh, buildings that you'll be going into as you walk through this Halloween town and the creepy the creepy hands and everything else he is working on he's very detail oriented and that is going to benefit people who decide this is something that that they want to see and go through and then I can tell you that April Uh, is just a master at logistics. She figures this stuff out and she makes everything flow. And so uh, these are the people that are making it happen uh, to benefit Center in the Square. But I can tell you, this will be a Halloween game changer when it comes to the level of attraction that we have seen for Halloween here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We've really never seen anything of this caliber before. And you are just going to love it so um, now by the way and we do expect people to travel to the area uh, from outside the immediate region I, I see a lot of people who live here who will want to participate but I also know that we expect people to travel here for this attraction because it will be it'll be a regional caliber so Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody came here from Richmond or Northern Virginia just to go through this. All right. It's that level. So let me tell you a little bit more about Virginia's Blue Ridge. Um, We're right here in the mountains in the western part of the state of Virginia. Roanoke uh, is the center of it, the city of Roanoke. And we call this a metro mountain mix because we are a city that's big enough to offer city-like attractions. But then this is a place where people come and play in the mountains when they're not being scared to death at a Halloween attraction. So it's an outdoor playground, a lot of hiking here, kayaking, fishing, fly fishing, you name it. Roanoke River flows right through the region. And uh, I recently took a trip down the Roanoke River with a group of certified paddling instructors. So maybe you, know, you want to travel here and you want to do the Halloween attraction, but what are you going to do in the rest of the time? And if you like the outdoors, you, you're landing in the right place. Um, 
The Roanoke River Greenway follows the river, and there are greenways in nearby communities in Salem and Vinton. Um, but we also have museums. So there's the famous O. Winston Link Museum. Once again, that's tied back into Center in the Square. Then there's the Transportation Museum of Virginia, which is big for, uh, in particular, railroad buffs. But uh, there's a lot more going on there as well. And then we have the famous and beautiful Taubman Museum of Art. And if art interests you, I'd say go back and listen to my interview with Cindy Peterson at the Taubman. Uh, she's been here on the podcast, and you'll enjoy hearing more about how art has really taken a foothold here in the community thanks to the Taubman Museum. And then we have all kinds of shopping, boutique shopping on the downtown market in Roanoke. And if you want to drive a little bit, head on out uh, to enjoy the downtowns in Salem, Vinton, Rocky Mount, and Buchanan. And there's lots of sports tournaments here. You may be coming here for a fall tournament, and that's your primary reason for being here. So maybe you are looking for something to do and you found the haunted attraction. Congratulations, because that would be great after a day of, of uh, softball or volleyball or soccer. And in the winter seasons, uh, we have gyms and basketball. Um, and if you're looking for the ultimate guide of what's going on and, and you know, you hear me touching on these things, go to visit VBR.com because that is where uh, everything is listed and talked about and has links and addresses and tells you how to do it and that kind of thing. So blogs and, and maps for the cycling. Maybe you want to do a fall hike to a waterfall. Uh, you're looking for a particular kind of restaurant. Maybe you want something that's more family dining, or maybe you're looking for something, you know, Thai food or something like that. Um, it's all right there uh, at visitvbr.com. And we recently did a podcast about the Cheers Trail with Catherine Fox, uh, Vice President at Visit VBR. She explains how you can go to some of our local brew pubs and wineries and distilleries and check in and get a discount on merch or uh, some of the tasting product. Uh, and then you get a stamp. And after you get enough stamps, you get a T-shirt. So that's all right there. And that's just uh, that's just what, what we have at visitvbr.com. And then we're doing a campaign called Be a Trail Setter. So post your pictures with hashtag trail setter. And I do expect lots of scary posts from Blue Ridge Nightmares. So let's take some pictures of you being scared to death and put it out on your social media with the hashtag trail setter and let us know and let everybody know that you are here having a great time in Virginia's Blue Ridge. So thanks again to Anthony Giordano and April Corbett of Center in the Square for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. Whether you're a visitor or whether you live here, you're going to want to go check out Blue Ridge Nightmares. And I'll have another podcast coming out soon, and I hope to see you here, including at Virginia's uh, Blue Ridge... <laughs> nightmares uh, for Center in the Square, and I'll see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge.